This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Maddie and Amy podcast. Melbourne International Comedy Festival is just around the corner and a must-see show is Nina Oyama Needs a Lift. We're actually joined by her right now. Nina, how are you going? Hello, thanks for having me. Can I ask, are you feeling nervous about your show coming up? Yeah, I really am. (laughs) Thank you for asking this. (laughs) Thank you for, like, emotionally connecting to me in this way. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, I am pretty nervous. It's, like, a really long run. Like, it's a month's worth of shows. Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing 22 shows in total and I'm also going to be working during that time. Um, So... So, yeah, I'm pretty stressed, but I'm in, like, a good place, I think. Yeah, it's, like, a good stress because you've got, like, cool things coming up. Yeah. How are you going to, like, settle the nerves? Is there something that will help? I like to do stretches backstage sometimes, which is really weird because, like, people go backstage and I'll have, like, my head between my legs. Yeah, you do, like, like, the downward dog. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. We actually yeah. spoke to Emily Trezeder, um, who is performing at the comedy festival as well, and she said she does, like, squats before she goes on stage. Oh, my God, that's so to, like, good. warm her, warm Make her up. Make that booty pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Maybe I'll start doing that, but I'm definitely all about hamstring stretches. I don't know why. I just got to stretch those hammies. <laughs> Tell us a bit about your show. So it's uh, Nina Oyama's Need a Lift. What does that mean? Um, so it's called Nina Oyama Needs a Lift because basically like the show is about when I had a nervous breakdown and then I moved to Bathurst. So I used to live in Sydney, which is like a very sprawling city. Okay, you know what Sydney is. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to say what it is. Melbourne's better than Sydney. Yeah, Let's okay. Let's put that out there. Let's, we can talk about that later. Um, <laughs> just because you have trams doesn't make you better than us. Um, no, I love Melbourne. Anyway, I moved from Sydney to Bathurst, which is like a country in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well known for its like Bathurst 1000 races. Yeah, I was going to say, my dad goes like every year with oh like his God. Bogan friends and like their little sickos, <laughs> they go camping and like oh my God. they just fall off the grid. We don't hear from them for like the whole week. Nina, can I also ask, you do lots of like personal anecdotes in the mm-hmm. show. How do you decide what story like makes the cut? Just like the one that's probably like the most embarrassing or humiliating, <laughs> I think. I would love the- to hear one. Oh my God, I have so many. No, you have to come and see the show. Yes, of course. Um, Yeah, like, oh, I talk about like coming out as bisexual to my parents, which was interesting. Amazing. Yeah, I came out to them twice because I think they like forgot or they pushed it into the back of their mind. Uh, Are you like, no, no, still bisexual over here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I like had to, because I did a joke on stage about it on TV and then I had to call them and be like, oh, if you're watching this show tonight, you have to know that I do this joke. So obviously like driving and Bathurst and stuff makes great content. Is there anything else that makes really good content for your comedy shows um oh heartbreak i think there's like a lot about heartbreak in my show yeah especially towards the end um and i think that kind of generates a lot of content because you feel sad but then like you make jokes about being sad to feel better again yeah of course (laughs) um nina you're also like a high achiever oh what really yes you are of course this is news to me yeah you (laughs) are i'm like such a darrow like (laughs) i'm like honestly like so lazy and like i sleep all the time you're an opposite of a darrow are you kidding me you're on abc's utopia you've done tom ballard show like hello you're doing a lot here oh yeah it really picked up in the last two years but don't worry like (laughs) after comedy festival i'll be like guys i need a job (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon like these experiences like helped you um, further your comedy stuff? 
Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, um, so working on Tom's show was like so insane. So I started off as a writer and the process was just like, it was so awesome because you had to make a new show every day, but then it was like so grueling because you had to make a new show. Oh my God, every yeah. day. Right. It's like pressure to make it funny yeah. and relevant. Relevant, like, like new material and like sure there'll be good jokes like as yes, a result of amazing. that. Um, but then also like, so that happened for a year and it just took up a year of my life where I got really productive and really good at stuff and made lists and did really cool mm-hmm. things. Um, but I haven't been working like that for like six months now. So I'm back in my old habits of <laughs> just sleeping all the time. I think like talking to you, you sound and feel so relatable to me. So I think that's going to come across well in your comedy shows. And I'm excited to come and see you do your thing. Oh my God, please. <laughs> yeah, so at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, um, what dates are you performing? I'll be performing from the 28th of March to April at 9.45pm at the Forum. It is a good time. It's really close to the city. We can hang out afterwards. I like to have friends. Um, Thank you so much, Nina Oyama, for joining us. You can check out her show, Nina Oyama Needs a Lift, all happening in the Melbourne International Comedy Fest from 28th of March to the 21st of April. Thanks so much, Nina. Thank you for having me. It's International Women's Day Eve, Amy, which means we're celebrating all things women and a woman that really inspires both of us is a lady named Ash London. Um, She's one of the biggest radio hosts in Australia at the moment. Um, She does Ash London Live across Australia every weeknight on the Hit Network, which means she gets to rub shoulders with people like Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, just to name a few. Um, She also hosts one of the biggest breakfast shows in the country on Today FM with Grant Denyer and Ed Cavalli. Ash London, welcome to the show. Hello, Maddie. Hello, Amy. And I should say, I don't rub shoulders with Taylor Swift because her shoulders are like a metre above mine. I think I kind of <laughs> rub like maybe like hips with Taylor Swift, but yeah, my yeah. shoulders on her hips. Yeah, because she's quite huge. I didn't realise. She's like six foot. That's why she looks like a Victoria's Secret model because she's like tall and exactly. skinny. <laughs> and you know what, girls? I'm like 5'2 and I wear sneakers every day. Every time I've met Taylor, who is like, tall she's always got heels on which i so respect like she's just like yeah i'm tall and i'm gonna make myself tall (laughs) now you're definitely inspiring women for women for both of us um amy and i really look up to you and as young broadcasters we list off all these things like doing breakfast shows on today fm and um hosting mtv's trl and it's quite surreal for us because that's like our dream Mm -hmm. now that you're at that point in your career do you feel like you're just thinking of the next thing to do that's a good question. To be honest, I am a pretty grateful person. So I still have moments most days where I'm like, what the hell? As if I get to do this. Like I was a kid watching MTV and dreaming that one day I would be on there and, you know, listening to people like, you know, Kate Langbrook and, and, mm-hmm. and Matt and Joe on the radio when I was younger thinking, man, that'd be a sick job. So maybe I'm just still too fresh to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um but I just, I feel so lucky. I shouldn't say lucky. I've worked really hard. So I'm, learning to, totally. I'm learning to say I've worked really hard to get here and I'm really, I'm really proud of myself. But yeah, it does feel like a bit of a dream. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. And you so should. Have you learned something over the years that you would pass on to other broadcasters? Absolutely. I would just say that it's, it's not about you. Like you can't get into this because you you know you want to be famous or you want to know famous people because eventually that'll just leave you feeling pretty empty. You've got to do it because you feel like you have something to say and because you love talking to people and you love communicating and because it's the only thing you want to do. Because um, it's tough. Like for the last mm. kind of seven, eight years that I've been working at this, it's been 
lots of late nights and long days and not getting paid very well and you know so it's really exhausting and you can't do it if you don't love it and um my other thing would just be to remain grateful and find something to be grateful for every day and you know, just get over yourself like <laughs> wholesome I think that's one thing I've had to learn to do is just get over myself now, because it's International Women's Day and you're a woman yourself, um, and speaking of those tough moments in your career that you've just touched on, there's obviously mm. been moments in your career where, you know, you've been faced with um, difficulties because you're a woman. How have you learnt to overcome that over the years? Well, I think you just have to seek out the people who, like, are on your team. And if someone if someone is giving you a rough go because of your gender, you just ignore them. Like, I just mm-hmm. won't have those people in, as a part of my sphere. And I've been very lucky that I've had men and women along the way who have given me incredible opportunities. And I surround myself with those people. Yep. And also, I'm always my, my own biggest fan, my biggest champion. So you get a bit older and you learn that if someone tells you you can't do something for whatever reason, or if you know that to not be true, mm. well, you can decide to just ignore that. I remember about three years ago, I was sitting at BBC Radio 1. So this is like the pinnacle of radio for someone like me, and I'm sure you girls as well. The hood programmer, this is the guy that put Mick Grimshaw and Zane Lowe on the air, sat me down and said, and by the way, it was the end of our meeting, he said, by the way, if anyone tells you that you can't do this on your own because you're a woman, tell them to piss off. It's not true. You can have it all. You absolutely can do it. And if someone like that, can you know tell me that then it's absolutely true and if if you believe you can't do it you can't do it you've got to go in there and Mm. back yourself and expect that everyone will treat you fairly and if they don't then you know you get your fighting mitts out (laughs) (laughs) absolutely now ash are there any females in particular that you really look up to totally someone like amanda keller for me who's i mean in tv and radio for so long Mm -hmm. she's an absolute powerhouse she's always the smartest person in the room she just dominates but in a, in a really kind and gentle way. And I remember years and years ago, I, I had a, um, a music television show on Channel 11. And um, she was, I just started, I was probably like 23, 24. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a Channel 10. And Amanda Keller was there. And she didn't know me or have to care about me. And over a couple of weeks, we'd see each other around. You kind of, you know, take a look at what I was doing. One day she came in and she gave me her phone number. Anytime you need some advice, I'm always here if you need to chat. You didn't have to do that. So I just so loved that she took the time to do that. People like Fifi Box, mm. who is able to, you know, have such a strong career for so long and be a mum as well. I think that is incredible. And then, of course, there's obviously Beyonce. I mean, we can't talk about <laughs> women and not, and not talk about her. We I run the world, girls. Right, exactly. She's just <laughs> fearlessly authentic in that something I aspire to be. She does what she wants and she does it on her own terms and she totally controls the narrative around her. And that would take so much effort in a world where everyone is trying to have their say about you and tell you what you are and tell Mm. you what you're not. She's just like, gives a middle finger and she's like, no, I'm in control here. And I think women like her who are so famous give permission for normal people like us to do the same. Mm. You're definitely somebody who inspires both of us um, and it's such a privilege to have been able to talk to you on our own radio show. It's such a dream for us to have you on here. I love you. I love that you girls are both doing it and I watch your Instagram videos and I just think it's so fantastic to see you doing it all, 
doing it well. And I know today on the show you're talking about being addicted to your phone. And can I just say um, that even though I'm like in my 30s and very busy and most people would think I don't have time to aimlessly sit on Instagram for two hours, I absolutely do. It's so easy to just get addicted to your phone and scroll aimlessly through, isn't it? Right. And then like an hour's pass and you're like, I'm a piece of crap. I'm not no. like an Instagram model. My body doesn't no. look like that. And I'm here I am with my hot chips. Yeah, all your noodles. <laughs> you more just the memes, just dumb memes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even laugh out loud. I just laugh in my head. And I'm like, what am I doing? Go to bed. So we're all in it together, girls. And you're at your big age now, Ash. What's next for you? What's something that you hope to achieve in the five to oh. ten year bracket? Well, if my mum was here, I'd say, have a baby, because she is so hard. So, but that can come later. Um, I, what do I want to do? I want to write more. I love to write, and that's what I always thought I would do mm-hmm. um, before I got into radio and television. So I'm working on a, um, a script for a romantic comedy, and because I love rom-coms so much, and I don't think there are enough rom-coms left in the world. So that is my goal by the end of the year to have that finished if I don't keep getting distracted by Instagram every day. Yeah. Maddie and Amy on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.